A youth phenom. At age 17, he was already on the rise. His time in college only solidified his place at the top. Gold in London, then gold in Rio. Christian Taylor was hoping for a three-peat in Tokyo. He was the back-to-back reigning champion in the triple jump, a track and field event, Christian Taylor. 2012 and 16 were gold years for him, and he was hoping for more this year until he ruptured his Achilles tendon back in May. His goals were dashed, but he told a reporter, God will do something big through this. For many athletes, their identity is all about what they do. But Taylor identified in Jesus Christ, and that brings true freedom to die to ourselves and live for God's glory. Our hearts are restless until they find rest in Christ. It's not about doing. It's all about what Christ did. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus on this first Monday in August. And we're still in a series that we started last week called In His Image. The Olympics are moving into their second and final week of competition. I'm curious if you've been watching. The ratings have been down, but then up. But from time to time, there are stories that really come out and shine. Especially the underdog stories like the Taiwanese woman who won the only gold medal so far for her island nation. And when we watch these games filled with men and women created in God's image, we capture a glimpse of God's glory. That's what Scottish runner Eric Little said in the film Chariots of Fire. I believe that God made me for a purpose, for China, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Now I realize many who are competing in this year's games in Japan are not running for God's glory. But we can see glimmers of God's original design as we run and jump and swim. Image bearers doing some amazing feats, but still marred by sin. And that's part of the great story that's all about Jesus. We need to look back at the fall of humanity so we can see what makes sense of the story of our Savior. That's what you and I will be undertaking as we consider the big story in the next few minutes. Join me as we find out where we are and how we got here. And like I was saying last week, the best place to do that is to turn to God's Word. And that's exactly where M.D. Perkins and his team began when they set out to make their documentary called In His Image. What would it be like if every human being knew how valuable they are? Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my lips, you know it completely, O Lord. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God. 
Those are the opening moments from In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I think we all need to see this powerful documentary that's rooted in the Bible. Yes, it does address the confusion that the fall has brought to this subject, but even more, it points to the hope that we can all find in Jesus Christ, no matter what kind of sin we're entangled with today. It's filled with God-exalting testimonies, as well as helpful and biblical teachers who will help you better understand what it means to find your identity in Christ alone. Our number to call after the program is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website, check out the movie trailer we posted there, and listen to the full-length podcast we have with the producer of this movie. He shares some helpful information that you don't want to miss. And then you can make your gift and ask for the double DVD at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Now let's get the program started with Big Daddy Weave. If I told you my story, you would hear hope. If I told you my story, you would hear love that never gave up. And if I told you my story, you would hear life, but it wasn't mine. If
my song, praising my Savior all the day long. The group Big Daddy Weave and My Story. You're on Haven today from an album called Beautiful Offerings. And this is a program called In His Image. Where are we? And how did we get here? Have you ever asked those questions while on a road trip? Maybe the most important question while driving across the country is, where are we going? But it's hard to know where we're going if we don't know where we've been. The Bible, God's inspired word, is made up of many different books, written by many different human authors. So how can we say that there's one story about Jesus? How do we know that there aren't just a collection of short stories that really don't have anything to do with each other? The Apostle Peter tells us in his second letter that prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke with God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. There are many human authors of Scripture, but our Lord is the divine author. And that's how we know it's all telling one story. Have you ever put together a large puzzle? I don't mean a puzzle with a few hundred pieces. I mean a puzzle that's made up of thousands of individual parts. There are pieces everywhere on your table, but you can be confident that they all belong to the same puzzle. They all, in the end, fit together. But how do they do that? How can you see the picture of the puzzle before it's all put together? Well, by looking at the top of the box. A puzzle without a box top can quickly become a chaotic mess. Well, what we're doing this week is taking a look at the box top of Scripture. You and I will be able to see the big picture, and that will help us know how the different pieces fit together. The very first part of the picture is probably familiar to us. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Our God created everything, which means it all belongs to Him. Now, this is not surprising to us, unlike what comes next. God creates on days one through five, but as we read these first verses in Genesis, we realize that He's building towards something special. Day six is the pinnacle of his creation. It was on this very day that the Lord created the first man and the first woman. In the beginning, God created. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit. God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, livestock and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, 
and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. A set excerpt from the DVD in his image, reading from the very beginning of Genesis. And it helps the first puzzle piece fall into place. God makes humanity in his own image and likeness. And this means many different things including the fact that humans were meant to rule over God's creation for his glory, with compassion, with care, and with wisdom. The Garden of Eden was the world's first kingdom and first temple. Our first parents were the world's first rulers and priests. God lovingly gave Adam and Eve everything they needed. They lived in a wonderful garden under God's loving care. They were married to each other. Think about that. A marriage where neither husband nor wife were sinful? It's hard for us to imagine, wouldn't you say? In fact, I think you'll agree with me that reading Genesis 1 and 2 is like looking back at another world. But it's actually the same world as the one you and I live in today, with one big difference. It wasn't yet corrupt. But this didn't last. Adam and Eve sinned. They broke God's command to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They rebelled against their creator. They sided with Satan, who's the father of lies. This is where things went south. They all went wrong. This is why you and I see so much evil and suffering in our world today. This was the beginning of sin. The picture on this puzzle box now becomes dark. Created good and righteous, Humanity has now plunged God's creation into evil and chaos. They served the devil instead of serving God. Instead of being content to be made in the image and likeness of their creator, they wanted to be like God. They wanted him to be replaced by themselves. Satan and humanity declared war on the Lord of all things. We feel this, don't we? You and I, know deep down inside us that something is wrong in this creation. It's still good in certain ways, but now the good is mixed up with the bad, and not only is creation as a whole corrupted, you and I are corrupted. We are now broken image bearers. Sin has infected each and every one of us. And as we read in the book of Romans, there is no one righteous, not even one. Every tragedy that has ever occurred has its beginnings in Genesis 3. From a story of beauty and goodness, we now read about guilt and sin and shame and judgment. The rulers and priests made in God's image became his sworn enemies. War was in the air. God keeps his promise to Adam. Disobedience and sin would lead to a curse. Maybe you and I don't even want to finish this puzzle. After all, how can this story possibly have a happy ending? Only because of the grace of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. What did the Creator do about His fallen creation? 
What was God's response to the ones made in His image? Grace and mercy. Our Lord showed love and kindness to those who deserved nothing but His wrath and judgment. Even in the middle of declaring the curse because of sin, God promised the gospel. He told Adam and Eve that Christ was coming. Judgment was not his last word. A champion will come from the seed of the woman. A male offspring would stand up in the future and fight against Satan in the way Adam and Eve should have fought against him. And this future offspring will win. Even though his heel will be injured, he will drive his foot through the skull of the serpent, the devil. As we will talk about later this week, the image of God was tarnished by sin and the fall, but it wasn't destroyed. You and I and everyone else on our planet are still made in God's image. Although the creation is not as good as it once was, there is still goodness within it. Until the new heavens and earth arrive, this creation will be full of the good alongside the bad. But because Jesus came, there is hope for broken image bearers like you and me. That's where we are. That's where we've been. And because of that, we can know where we're going. Home, a better Eden, and a perfect new creation. Humanity was created good, but fell into sin. But through Christ, we can be redeemed as sinners saved by grace. Our Lord did not leave us in condemnation and judgment. Instead, he loved us enough to die for us. God made us in his image. And even though we're fallen, he promises to restore those who trust in Christ. That's what the top of the puzzle box tells us. This is the great story that's all about Jesus. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see, I see. Pray.
Amazing Grace, King and Country's take on it here on this haven today. I'm Charles Morris. God's grace changes everything, even the way we see ourselves. When we see our sin and we embrace Christ as our Savior, our hearts change forever. And the more we learn about how we are made in the image of God, made to bring Him glory in all that we do, the easier it is to deny ourselves and become more like Him. These are just some of the issues that M.D. Perkins, one of the producers of the new documentary, In His Image, wanted to help us better understand. Well, In His Image is about delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality, as we mentioned there in the subtitle for the documentary. And so the big picture is we want to know where we've come from as a culture, where we are, but we want to go back to the basics. We want to see, well, what was God's intention for our gender and sexuality? What was God's intention when he, when he said he created us male and female after his own image? What is that maleness and femaleness intended to communicate and express? What is that? Is that innate? Why, why does that matter for us as, as individual people? And why has that mattered for us, you know, for centuries? And why is it now being undermined overall in the in these cultural arenas? And then to start to try and bring the Word of God to bear on some of these specific questions. That's M.D. Perkins talking about his new film called In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I'm so grateful that this documentary explores the subject with compassion, but also biblically what it means to be made in God's image. But even more, it points to the hope we can all find in Jesus Christ, even those struggling with their sexuality or gender. I know this double DVD set will help you better understand this topic and bring you hope that God is working to redeem many who today will call and find their identity in Christ alone. Would you call us right now But ask for the double DVD set in his image. And for your gift to the ministry, we'll get it out to you right away. We've still got plenty of copies in our warehouse in both the U.S. and Canada. The number to call right now is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website, Check out the long trailer we put up there of In His Image. And while you're there, take a listen to the full-length interview I did with M.D. Perkins about the movie on our Great Stories podcast. And then you can make your gift and ask for the double DVD set at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Stories of daring rescue capture our imagination. A captive freed and delivered from bondage resonates with something deep inside our hearts. There have been great rescues in history, but only one 
can be called the greatest rescue. God rescuing us from the dominion of darkness and bringing us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. That's how much God loves His people. He rescued us when we deserve the opposite. When we doubt that God loves us, or we wonder if Jesus has done enough to save us, we should remember this verse. God does not love us because Jesus died for us. Rather, Jesus died for us because God loves us. We're rescued by God's love. Find daily encouragement in God's Word with Anchor Devotional. Try it out at getanchor.com.